For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Check us out on the Best of the OG podcast. You can also check out the YouTube channel. Smash the subscribe button. Just look up 99.9 The Fan. If you missed our interview with John Shire yesterday, Duke men's basketball coach, it's on the YouTube channel. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline right now is Steve Schwartz, longtime high school basketball official, and he was part of a North Carolina High School Athletic Association special ad hoc committee on officiating. And there was a report that was released yesterday. And, Steve, you presented this report on officiating to the board. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hi, guys. Good afternoon. So how did this come about? What what what, what state of high school officiating has created a situation where you needed to do uh, this kind of statewide polling of refs to see where things are? So it's no mystery nationwide. There's a huge issue of lack of officials. And COVID exacerbated that. A lot of officials retired, left, got tired of it. Recruitment's awful. And the NCHSAA last April had their springboard meetings, and it was a topic of conversation. And they said, let's study it in the state. Let's see what we learn from North Carolina officials of all prep sports. So Q Tucker, who's the commissioner, reached out to me in May and asked if I would be interested in chairing the committee. Um, I'm a 36-year official for high school basketball in the state. Um, I believe in the mission of education-based athletics. I believe in the NCHSAA. And to solve the problem um, was an easy yes for me. I also have an opportunity here to advocate for the other 7,400 officials in the state. There are 7,400 high school officials across all sports in this state. And then we began the hard work. We had a, a subcommittee of about 25 people it was very diverse. All sports represented, mostly officials. Uh, there were some regional supervisors. That's the, that's the person who tells us where we're going to call our sport on any given night. We had some coaches and uh, administrators and athletic directors. We thought having a diverse group would lend to a better conversation and better recommendations. And over the summer, we did a very comprehensive and deep survey of all of the officials in the state because we wanted to find out from them, you know, what's your experience? I have mine mm -hmm. and the other officials on the subcommittee have, have theirs, but let's go do a deep dive and find out what life is like from all of the officials in the state. Steve Schwartz joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, Steve, what were, what were some of the questions like on this survey? Because this wasn't like pie in the sky, like if you'll pay me a million dollars, I'll go do the Leesville-Broughton game. I, I'm, I'm a, I would like to get into some of these questions and the types of these questions. <laughs> well, let me let me get you right, Joe. Uh, if if you do the Leesville Broughton game, you're going to get $52.50. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's 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 going to be that's going to be your rate and 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 seriously, that's one of the challenges. Yeah. We ask everything from age and sport that they call to how safe they feel. Um, do they feel appreciated? Um, and then the big questions we asked officials, do you believe sportsmanship has gotten worse over the years? 66% in the survey said from their perspective, it had. We've asked, we asked officials 
The big question that we asked officials, the one that was most resonant with the subcommittee was, in the last two years, have you considered no longer officiating for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association? And when we got all the data back, we had over 3,100 officials take the survey in the state. That's a 42% response rate. That's like off the charts, unbelievable. Says to us that officials have a lot on their mind and no one's been listening to them. So let's start listening to them because that, that is one way we're gonna fix the retention of senior officials, any officials really, and we're gonna be able to recruit. We asked, have you, have you thought about no longer officiating in the last two years? And 53% of officials said they had. Take that in for a moment. Yeah. If you, if you extrapolate that number to the 7,400 officials in the state, we have over 3,700 officials who are, have actively thought about calling it quits. That is, I mean, the word we use, I mean, I, I, for those who are watching this, this is the, this is the full report. It's in, it's 24 pages. We're going to release it in the next few weeks. <clears throat> the NCHSA, uh, released highlights Um, that number it to us was sobering. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a sobering number to, to learn that. And, and I just, if I might say before your next question, I want to just take a, a quick moment and I have to applaud the NCHSAA and Q Tucker and her staff and the board of directors for wanting to do this, for saying, hey, this is reality. We better get right by it. We better learn what the fixes are from, official, from an official's perspective. And we were completely left alone. I was left alone the entire summer we did this. The subcommittee was left alone. We were just allowed to do our thing. They said, we trust what you're going to bring to us. And to the point, Joe, that you made, we did we did make a presentation to the board last Tuesday. Steve Schwartz joining us here, longtime high school basketball official here in North Carolina. Uh, there was an ad hoc committee on officiating trying to get to the bottom of retention. Look, retention matters. You know, if it, 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 to me, there's a cascading effect here. If you aren't going to stick around doing high school games, you're not going to generate a pool of people that might want to go on to do college games. And then those college games, you get elevated to the pros and, this this cascading effect affects us as viewers of the game. If you're mad with officials now, if you don't foster a better environment for the officials, it's only going to get worse from you. How do you get that through people's heads? Yeah. Joe, let me let me take it a step further, if I can. It, to me, this is less about what gets graduated into the college and the high school ranks. There are I'm in the, the Triangle Basketball Officials Association. I'm biased. It's the greatest group of, of men and women who have a passion for high school basketball. I'm so proud to, to, to do this with them. Mm -hmm. the, the, the challenge is, is that if, if, the, if the board of directors really wants to look at, there are two primary reasons people want to leave. If they lose us, you lose high school sports. Yeah. To every parent listening out there, there are two reasons, two primary reasons that people have considered leaving. It's not what will graduate into the college and and professional ranks. It's that the school system of the state of North Carolina will be left with the very real possibility that programs will need to be canceled mm. because they will have no officials to call their games. And as we all know, if you ain't got us, you don't have sports. It is sobering. I'm thinking of it from the football uh, standpoint, Steve, which would be if you don't have people who can play football, well, then the sport dies off. This is this is across all sports, though. 
and and part of it is goes back to participation numbers which are dwindling right i'm sure you right. played sports growing up so when you're growing up in the sport you you take a passion to it and if you're not participating in those sports when you're young well then you get through and now who where do you get these officials from and that would be the biggest challenge I would see, and I know I, I, I was kind of joking about the million dollars, but surely uh, the return of your investment of your in time, and you can believe in the mission of high school sports, but you may not you might not believe it was worth it. You might if, if you were younger, if you were twenty years younger, you might not look at it the same way that you do now and the yeah. reward that you've had. Yeah, there's an aging. We're aging, right? And this is these are everything I'm sharing with you are national trends that we see here in North Carolina. Seventy seven percent of officials are over the age of 45, 51% mm. of officials are over the age of 55. So I jokingly say that I'm much closer to the end of officiating than the beginning. That might excite a few high school coaches <laughs> who have had me in games, <laughs> but the, we can't recruit young people. Well, why can't we recruit and why are we having a challenge retaining officials? Well, it's two primary reasons, sportsmanship, uh, people are over the abuse and it has gotten significantly worse over the years. I mean, I got a ton of stories and maybe one day you'll have me back. I'll tell most of them. That's, on a, the po air. that's a podcast, Steve. Yeah, they're they're they're, we'll they're exclusive off. rights I mean, to that. We we have to get they, this NCHSAA has got to get a handle on sportsmanship. Schools have got to get a handle on sportsmanship and pay. Mm -hmm. Pay is a lot of officials just don't believe they're getting paid what the what they deserve. Uh, officials in neighboring states get paid more than us. And a lot of officials say like, why would I go to work a high school matchup and get $105 for two varsity games and put up with that level of abuse? Young people are like, I, I, I don't know how to do that. And maybe I'll go deliver I'm Uber. a little. Yeah. 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 It, it is. It's not an Uber ride to the school for many yeah. of them. And for the senior officials, it's like, you know, how much longer do I want to put up with this? So the NCHSAA has a challenge on its hands, which we need a seat at the table. The referees need a seat at the table. We need to be fully integrated into their mission. We believe in the mission of education-based athletics. Um, the longer-term putt is to fix the sportsmanship issue. That can't be done with a magic wand. I think they really need to address the compensation issue. We're all independent contractors. And, you know, the either way, there's a price to pay in, in whatever the fix is. Uh, they can have goals, but if there's no resources behind them, then, you know, they're only hopes. So I think the, the I think the board of directors, I think we got their attention. I walked out of the meeting last Tuesday incredibly proud. Mm -hmm. I think that they get I think they get it. I really do believe this group of people are like, yeah, we understand this. So we better fix this in this state. And I'm hopeful that when they release their plan in three weeks, mm -hmm. that officials will take a deep breath and um, we will have all of our problems in a long-term game plan that keep us around longer and can recruit more young people. Steve Schwartz joining us, longtime high school basketball official, part of the the, the chairman of this committee that uh, surveyed officials across the state. We'll close on this. So you, you, you presented it. You got their attention. That was part of the goal. So you got that checked off the list. You're going to have some results in three weeks. But ultimately, what what do you want to come out of this? What's the big picture thing that you actually want to come out of this? Not just pay, but just big picture. Uh, I think that I, I think what we learned, one of the things we learned in the survey is officials feel underrepresented on the board. I mean, the board at the NCHSA, there are really no f officials. There's one official in a non-voting position on the board. I we have made a request that we we get integrated into their structure because we have something to say and we should be able to offer that as they make their decisions. I would hope that. I really hope that the pay issue is addressed mm -hmm. in some way, given the financial challenges that the schools have. 
um, so that everyone out there who's officiating now says, ah, okay, this is being handled. And then that buys a few years of time to address the sportsmanship issue. That's what I hope comes out of it. And I am hopeful. I'm optimistic uh, from based on the conversations I've had and what I saw last week that the board is off weaving their magic. And in three weeks time, they will say, here is our long-term game plan to address all these issues. So we keep you guys around. Steve, we appreciate it, man. Uh, great work as always. Be interested to see what the NCHSAA uh, releases. He's, you're ready for us to come do a jamboree too, right? Yeah, we're going to officiate, right? I'm going to have you guys I walk a mile in my shoes. Okay. I'm going to bring you guys to Millbrook High School. I got it teed up. You're, you guys are <laughs> I can't run. kick anybody out, better, right? Better get new sneakers. <laughs> and I told, I told the coaches there, they're going to work you guys like you've never been worked, like worse than your wives probably worked you. <laughs> Okay. Steve, we appreciate it. We will talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group you good you the, good chilio no what the, happened the acc sent out their class of legends oh oh no yeah. what do we got yeah they did what yeah, do we got legends programs back what do we got what do we got what do we got <laughs> well what do you want to know luke keekley no no acc not, legend not Boston the College. one causing my chin terry to, allen to currently Clemson. hit the table devon edwards duke yeah, yeah i remember yeah. him he had a big uh big yeah. big turnovers in that game and it went over state yeah yeah we got uh, Terrell Buckley, Florida State, Demarius Thomas, George Possibly, yes. Yeah. Uh, we got Chuck Foreman with Miami. I remember. I remember I just, those. I just days. want your reaction now. <laughs> Natron Means for North Carolina. Business. No. <laughs> no. There it is. There it is. How? I finally got to it. David <laughs> there Anderson. It is. There it is. David Anderson. Did Miami put this class <laughs> together? I knew it was coming. Joe, can you remind people why David Emerson is causing this reaction? Well, it wasn't for his outstanding season in uh, 2011 when he had 13 interceptions. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the next year, though, when he got turnstiled by Tennessee. <laughs> is that why he's legend? Down in Atlanta, and there was questions, eyebrows raised. <laughs> and the game in Miami, which really has not been accounted for yet. Uh, not by me. In 10 years. So that deserves a sniff. That's an interesting one. Donovan McNabb, by the way, ACC legend. Yeah, Dar Darrell Rivas, too. So. Rivas, Rivas Island. Island. That's yeah. a good one. ACC All those great moments in ACC history with those two. Thomas At Jones least Donovan McNabb played against State. Well, Thomas <laughs> I mean, Jones, who ran for 200 and some yards in Virginia, had 600 yards of offense in Atlanta and lost. Michael Vick is also on this list, by the way, for Virginia Tech. Okay. And the great Ricky Prohl of Wake Forest. Perfect. Panther legend. Panther legend. Ricky Prohl. Perfect. Yeah. David Amerson, oh, ACC legend, but already a legend for reasons. Podcast potential. <laughs> podcast project potential. Wes Durham from the ACC Network joining us here because it's Wednesday. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, Wes. We got the college football playoff rankings last yeah, night. Yeah, we did. And yeah, I got to tell you, yeah. I felt like there was some respect. They put some respect not only on the ACC's name, but, of course, Clemson 
comes in at number four. I, I, I was mildly surprised, but only once I saw 2021-22, I, I kind of figured Klemp would be at four. What was your reaction? Um, yeah, I thought the 2021-22 sequencing was about what I thought we'd see out of Wake State and Syracuse, right? Um, I think the Carolina at 17 is interesting, right? Um, did, was Carolina that about what you thought, Julio? Um, maybe a little, maybe even a little bit lower. Um, right. But then again, when you look at some of the metrics and you know the world famous game control, you know, yeah. no, I'm being serious. Like they, no, I, I know you when you watch a game and it's hard to parse some of these things, you realize that they haven't been in control a lot of these games. I I find it hard to I find it hard not to be impressed with Carolina's offense. Right. Right. Tennessee right now is number one, yes, because they have a win over Alabama, but in part because of how efficient and awesome their offense has been. Yep. Take a look at some of those numbers for the Heels. I'm not saying yeah. it is Tennessee-esque, but Drake May is certainly doing his part. No doubt. And I think here's the thing. They are setting up uh, TCU, and they're setting up the winner of Georgia-Tennessee on Saturday to then uh, – play it off now Clemson's got to hold up their end of the deal that's the bottom line yeah. and we all know it starting today or last night that Clemson and Clemson has to hold up their end of the deal the team that's probably got an interesting argument today is TCU um, only because I didn't think they'd be in the top four but no. I didn't think they'd be behind Alabama they told EC uh, they told TCU and the Big 12 last night thanks for playing See you soon. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you they when did. we expand I mean, the playoff. But I, I, and that's and that's the thing, is it not? I mean, mm -hmm. look, this matters now to TCU because this is how the college football playoff is set up. But I can't help but wonder how these things might have been set up if we were in a twelve-team playoff and the college football playoff committee was, you know, putting these rankings out now. Well, what, do they, what do they what do they do with TCU in that situation? I, I think TCU would have been exactly where they are now. Okay. I mean, I don't think TCU would have been upgraded or downgraded in a new format i think they would have been exactly where they are and i think what they're told georgia was don't jack around against uh kent state and don't jack around against you know other teams mm -hmm. that you should be housing if you want to be number one or number two don't jack around look i think ohio state's playing better than georgia that's not a popular opinion here obviously where i live but i think ohio state what they did in the fourth quarter the other day against penn state on the road I'm willing to stack up with what Georgia did when they slept walked against Kent State for basically three and a half quarters. And I think Florida was a test, and I think Tennessee will be a test, and I think they're going to get one in the SEC title game, Alabama, LSU, whoever shows up on that side. I think they told Georgia last night, if you lose Tennessee, the SEC Armageddon is not happening, not happening with a one-loss Georgia. I think I that's what I they told Georgia last night. It could very well be, and I think that – I think Georgia, I could be wrong a week from now, very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. I think Tennessee beats Georgia Saturday. I, Georgia's, I, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, I, I just don't know that Georgia, if it gets into a 14-possession game, Joe, 12-14 to 14 possession game, I'm not sure Georgia can click enough offense. Now, Tennessee's back end is loose defensively, but Stetson Bennett's got to go win you the game. Okay. I'm, I'm interested to see that. 
More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you miss any of this conversation with West Durham or the ACC Network, it'll be on the YouTube. Smash the subscribe button. West Durham smashed the yeah, subscribe smash. button. Smash and subscribe. Yeah, Loved absolutely. it. Love it. Sure. Absolutely why, love why it. Why do you placate him, Wes? Don't. <laughs> well, because cause tell Wes, him you clicked on it gently. Wes tries to stay hip with the youths as well. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, you know, like Roddy Jones has got me uh, – Got me thinking about Drake songs for Saturday, and I'm not a big Drake guy, but we're, in part of our Carolina-Virginia coverage, we're going to maybe draw analogies to Drake songs for Drake May. Well, here's – all right, Wes, I got – so we've been putting together this new OG mixtape for Thanksgiving, okay, because there's, no, nice. there's no Thanksgiving music, so we've been trying to find songs that are Very tangentially nice. Speaking related Speaking of placating, to, yeah, you're trying to placate me a little bit. Okay. Oh, and I appreciate that. I reworked the yeah. back end of the playlist yeah, uh, to placate right. uh, to placate. Thanksgiving's Julia. my holiday, Wes. Now. Now, here's, here's where you can involve Drake and Drake May. If Now, what's, what is North Carolina's issue with going up to Charlottesville, right? Like, it's, it's a house of horrors for him, Ooh, man. It's right? been bad. It's been bad. So, if Drake May's putting up numbers, you can go Drake's verse in the Big Sean track, Blessings, where Drake right. says, way up, I feel blessed. You can say that. Drake May, way up. Feel blessed. Okay. Can you? Can I'm gonna pass that along to Roddy. Roddy will lose it if you do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Just throwing that out there. Speaking of blessed, the Falcons are freaking blessed. Uh oh. <laughs> Dude. All right. So for those who don't know, West Durham sounds, is the sounds like somebody with a Panthers ticket over there. What? Uh, what, what is your problem over there? I'm just saying. Panthers should be atop the NFC South, but they're Let not. Let my guy eat over here. They're not. Don't so take your helmet off. For those who don't know, West Durham is the radio play-by-play voice for the Atlanta Falcons. So I want to go through your, the play-by-play man's head when DJ Moore catches that beautifully thrown ball from P.J. Okay. Walker with 16 seconds to go, and it's tied up at 34 apiece, and you're going, Psh, what? this is a wild second half, and it's just going to end like this, man. What are you thinking when all this is unfolding? Why is a linebacker and a safety on DJ Moore is my number one thought. <laughs> fair. That's my number fair one point. thought. And it was secondly, a great throw, though. Secondly it's is, throw. it's as good a throw as I've ever seen in a football it's a game. hell of a throw from P.J. Walker. It's an unbelievable man. throw. I mean, it's, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DJ Moore deserves a tremendous amount of credit for making a play on a, on a, on a terrific pass from P.J. Walker. But don't take your helmet off. Now, I didn't see him take his helmet off because I'm too busy, you know, falling out of my chair. Like, why are we going to have a linebacker and a safety on a wide receiver who can clearly make plays? But, um, look, 
the Evan, the I told people Monday morning on that game was drunk. It was. We played. We played fifty six minutes to get to the last four minutes essentially, mm-hmm. and the last four minutes in overtime, you got your money's worth if you went to the ball game or you invested your time watching and listening, and but again, that's what these two teams do. No matter what kind of year they're having, more often than not, they play this kind of game. I'll take you back to. The last time they went to overtime prior to Sunday was the 2004 Saturday night game where Vic played the Superman thing. Mm-hmm. Atlanta led so far down the road. That was also the same night that Peppers made the unbelievable play where he tapped the ball. Vic threw the ball. Peppers got a hand on it, knocked it up in the air, picked it, and ran it back for a touchdown. That was the same game. That game was drunk too. And now we're, we're back at it again. So, you know, look, I don't know how good Atlanta is. I don't know how bad Carolina is. I don't think Carolina I, – I can tell you this. You guys know better than I do. Seems like in the last three games they've played a lot harder for Steve Wilkes than they ever did for Matt Rule in a year and a half or two years and a half. West Durham ACC Network joining us here because it's Wednesday. He's on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. And at least they didn't trade Brian Burns either, Jillio. Very smart. Very uh, smart. Speaking of drunk, NC State, Wake Forest, two years ago in Raleigh, 45-42. Right. Last year, Winston-Salem, 45-42. Mm-hmm. One sure. goes for the Wolves. One goes for the Deeks. I got a bad feeling for the Wolves. If it's if it's in the 40s, it's not coming home. But what do you expect to see? Do you? I mean, I, I mean they're not getting a 40 point. I don't know. State's man. not getting a 40. Wait a second. We don't, we, oh, it, it, isn't that kind of on Tim Wait. Beck? Isn't that kind of on Tim Beck? I get no Wait 40. a second. I'm just saying. No, no. Hang on. Do you not build any confidence in the Wolfpack off the second half the other night with MJ Mars? Been around way too long. So well, have I. Right. No, but, so have I, but I'm so, just asking. No, I'm with you Wes. have been around way uh, too long. I'm, I'm with Wes on this think one. there's any carryover when I think, it comes to NC State. I, I, it, to me, does it not come down to how they want to game plan this? Absolutely. Because, look, I the, my biggest frustration watching NC State, even when they had Devin Leary before the injury was – the classic scared money don't make no yeah. money. Okay, Thank they you, they, yeah. they played like a team that was afraid to lose in a sure. very critical year. That's that's right. on them. That's on the coaching staff. Sure. But in two instances now, at some point the light bulb's going to go on for Tim Beck and Dave Doran. In the Syracuse loss, they didn't let things get going until they were down a couple scores. Right. All right, maybe the all right. Let's be aggressive. Same freaking thing happened against Virginia Tech where it wasn't until, oh, crap, we're going to lose this game, we better get out there and do this, that they let MJ Morris finally uncork a few. And they're like, oh, you mean this guy could – you see the guy in practice every day. You tell me he can't make these throws? Right. So, again, I'm trying to be – benefit the, of the Tim McGraw football. I guess so. Like – You got to live like you're dying. You got to live gotta like you're dying. Those, right? You got to call those plays like it's, like it's 21-3. Look, man, I'm not in practice. I know I've been doing this long enough to know that coaches will tell you, well, what he's doing practice doesn't necessarily translate to what we're going to expect on game day. Maybe they're a game day player. I don't know. I've heard every cliche under the sun. But right. when you're playing for your life, man, and this season was not going the way you got to go, get creative. And they hadn't been until they were down a couple scores. So if you know you're going to be in a track meet with Wake Forest, Man, you better come out of the gate playing like you're down a couple scores already. If not, I, you're going to lose. I would think so. And here's the other thing, too. And while I think Brad Lambert's done a nice job in his first year back as the defensive coordinator at Wake Forest, I have more faith on the Wolfpack side of the ball defensively than I do the Deacon side of the ball. So if the offense can gear it up from the jump on Saturday night with the environment that's going to be there, 
and the way the stakes are. Remember, what NC State's got a home win streak that is one of the longest in the country, right? Yeah. Okay. So fifteen in I, a row. Yeah. Yeah. So they won fifteen straight at home. That's not Clemson long, but it's nonetheless it's impressive. Know, applicable. It's impl- it's applicable. So the idea here is you don't want to have that go out with you know keeping your gun in your holster, so to speak. And the one thing I saw in the second half the other night, and say what you will about Virginia Tech, and there's a lot to say about where they are offensively, they still have guys who can make plays on defense. And for that kid who was enrolled in, what, June, Julio, mm. to go in the game the other night and start spinning it in the second half, I'd want to start that way Saturday night. Now, I'm not telling – Tim Beck's forgotten more football than I know. Right, but that's the thing. the idea is go ahead and step on the gas, get it to Jordan Houston on the wheel route, Get it to Thayer Thomas in the middle of the field where he clearly can make plays, and then take your shots applicably. Or it's, you know, it's as funny it, as it shakes out. It's it's funny sometimes. It, this this was a frustration of mine a couple of years ago for Carolina, right? When when they had Sam Howell quarterback, and I wondered to myself, what? Why is Phil Longo trying to make things happen in a way when you got Sam freaking Howell lighting things up? Because he had Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Still. Put twenty. Still, they're put still running at Hard Rock. Put twenty-one up real quick, and that's why I thought it was fascinating with Mac Brown, the head coach of Carolina, and their win over Pitt. I don't know if he was like subtweeting Pat Narduzzi or not, but he's like, "Yeah, I told I told Phil Longo to stop trying to make the run game happen. Throw the freaking what. ball. What happens? They then, you know, the rest is history. While Pat Narduzzi is going, no, I'm going to keep on running it, even though." Right. They were throwing it on the Tar Heels, which is a thing that you can do against the against the Tar Heels. Right, and then Carolina started playing deeper in the second half, and Jared Wayne couldn't get there on the over route, and one pit turnover changed the game the other night in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Meanwhile, 10 is a thing. Number 10 has become a thing, guys. Don't, I mean, what, he, what he's 11. doing is, well, 11 and 3 are playing out of their <laughs> minds. I mean – the numbers Antoine Green's put up in the last – I mean, let me yeah. – uh, since I got the game Saturday, I've been working on a few notes here, Julio. I know Ooh, you'll be impressed with my preparation. It's not um, laminated yet. No. Last two games, Antoine Green, 14 catches, 292 yards, and three scores. Is that any good? Yeah. He's the he's the designated deep shot guy. I really like what he does physically when he goes and gets the ball. Josh Downs, to me, I, I was saying this er, on Pack Therapy this week and, and even last week. They use him like they Michael Caine used Torrey Holt. Put him in the backfield, put him in the slot, put him in a bunch, yeah. move him around. They throw little sweet passes to him. Then all of a sudden you look up and he's in the end zone and you're going, everybody knew you were getting the ball. You still got oh, it. I mean, it's about- it's impressive. And he's not the biggest dude in the history of the world. The way that he's played, I, I mean, I-, I would vote for all the things for-, for Josh Downs. By the way, nice job by Brandon Hill, who's one of the ACC's better safeties counting his change out there while Downs runs by he and <laughs> Shane Simon. Hey, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Dead center of the field. Yep. What are you doing? West... Um, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I came to the end of a thought there. No, it's okay. It's okay. We we, we got we got to go here. Uh, uh, other... By the way, the Black Friday show, how's that coming along for you guys with that 3.30 kick at uh, well, Carter Finley? No, We're making moves. It's, it's developing. We're moves. It's developing. It's developing. You're going to need some help that day? You're going to uh, need any guest shots we, or anything like that? Or we maybe just, not. How's maybe it going to work on this screen? Because I know this screen's starting to evolve as well as the radio companion mm-hmm. piece of the OG that's such a valuable piece of the Capital oh, no, Broadcasting Empire. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's, it's, this is all done for multi-platform purposes. You're actually checking out a live YouTube right now. That's what this is. 
which will be Smash available. Smashing that later. subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button, Wes. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.